you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 188 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I invited the guys from Locked On Sharks over to just talk about Sharks hockey because their season's coming up, and then we talked some baseball. That'll be coming up in part two of this episode, which will be dropping a little bit later in the week, but today, we're talking about Sharks hockey, hockey things in general, me finding out the guys that I had previously liked on the Sharks were kind of jerks, so uh, yeah, it's a fun episode. Uh, We relive some of our favorite Sharks from uh, the past, and also what to expect from them this season, how the minor leagues work, some hockey analytics. There's a lot to get into in this episode. That's why it's so damn long. So uh, that's all coming to you guys today. The next episode will be more baseball-focused and uh, just general baseball things. And in that episode, I'll also be talking about some of the A's uh, news that dropped today, their uh, minor league coaching stuff. I figured I could push that for a couple of days just because, eh, you know, not big news, but, you know, it's still news we should cover. So I'll talk about that a little bit later in the week as well. Uh, Before I throw to the episode, though, I want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. Also, quick reminder, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I got DM'd a question on Twitter just uh, this afternoon, actually, and I'll be answering that one on the air. Uh, so if you guys got questions, it's the offseason. The A's aren't doing much. Send them in and I will talk about them because uh, I... I don't have anything else to talk about. The A's aren't doing much, so uh, I'm probably going to start doing some more history podcasts because, hey, why the hell not? (laughs) So later on this week, we got part two with the Locked On Sharks guys. They were a delight. Hopefully you guys enjoy the interview that's coming up here in just a minute. Um, Yeah, and I I think that next week I'm going to have, well, there'll be three episodes with uh, Christmas and all that stuff, but uh, they'll probably be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is my guess. Uh, I want to record with a couple of guys on the MLB side from uh, Locked On Rangers and Locked On Rockies. And the hope is that we are going to do a Festivus special podcast for Wednesday because Wednesday is Festivus. So I would like uh, to celebrate a Festivus for the rest of us. And uh, we, we got some ideas for that one. So as, as soon as we can nail that down, we will record it and uh, we'll get that to you guys for hopefully Wednesday of next week. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, just because I don't want you guys to be uh, interrupted in the middle of this interview, I'm going to do the ad read very early, like now, so that you can listen to the interview uninterrupted. So uh, today's show is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That's right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar, and the improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still got their original 12 flavors like banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, orange, toffee almond, coconut. There are others. I didn't name all 12 of them, but there are more. You got to go to Built Bar to find out uh, what the other flavors are. They've been doing special holiday flavors, too. I think they have a candy cane one that just came out today. Uh, it is not on my ad read, but I got an email from them saying that there was one. So uh, check it out. See if that's uh, see if that's included in all of this stuff. But anyways, 
back to the ad read here. All of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. And Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. So all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And so without keeping you guys waiting for too long, here is my conversation. It wasn't really an interview. I just talked to these guys. Uh, my my talk or interview or, you know, chat, roundtable discussion, whatever you want to call it. Here it is with the guys from Locked On Sharks. Uh, if you want to follow them on Twitter, it's Locked On Sharks on Twitter. And I'll put their personal handles in the show notes for you guys. If you uh, enjoy them, please follow them on social media, just like me, at ByJSMB on Twitter. And they are, uh, they'll, they'll be in the show notes. I don't have them offhand. So here here's the interview, you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy. All right. I am joined by Kyle and no, not Kyle, Eric and JD. No, no it is Kyle. Kyle yeah. JD, damn it. <laughs> Leaving it in of Locked On Sharks. Uh, they're coming here to talk about the shark season and uh, explain some hockey to me because I am a lot Sharks fan. So uh, how are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. I am cromulent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first things first, uh, I got to know, did you guys watch much of the NHL bubble? How did it look to you guys? Did you guys get used to it at all uh, throughout the course of however many games that were like three rounds, four rounds? Yeah, it was, what was it? Like there was a play around and, and then the four. Yeah, it was the regular, regular amount of playoffs. Yeah. So, but there was an extra play in round for some of the, like the, the crappy teams and they let all the good teams uh, kind of warm up against each other. It was... It was really weird without the crowd noise. I think that was the biggest thing. Um, like hearing like the skates scraping and stuff like that, which you kind of, you know, you hear a little bit during like the normal broadcast, but like that's all you hear is like the skates and like the puck hitting the stick. And like, so all that stuff is just amplified by 10. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, you got used to it and such. So, um, but the I think as the playoffs kind of got on, everyone got, kind of got their sea legs under them. The quality of the hockey improved nice uh did you guys get to hear like uh plays being called out or anything like that because on the mlb side with no fans you could hear guys john back and forth and uh one guy got tossed that was just watching from the stands uh steven strasberg because he was like that was a bullshit call and uh, he's like you're out of here <laughs> and that definitely would not have happened if uh you know there were fans in the stands did anything like that happen in the on the nhl side no, I think they put a delay on it a little bit, um, slightly. I can't remember if they actually did or not, or they just turned down the, the mics. But there wasn't – you couldn't really hear much. I think they were safeguarding it because um, there's this huge lie that hockey players are these great upstanding people in the world for some unknown reason. Um, so they wanted to hold that myth uh, up. So I think they put a little delay on it. If they didn't, they just turned down the mics around that area. Every once in a while you hear an F-bomb, but that happens sometimes on a regular recording anyway. Um, so there wasn't there wasn't too much of that going on, uh, and it was just kind of the regular sounds of the rink. It was super weird, but whatever. <laughs> so wait, are you trying to tell me that Sidney Crosby is not an angel? <laughs> uh, well, maybe he's the only one, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, I was hoping there was some dirt. <laughs> him and Tomas Hurdle. Tomas Hurdle yeah. is the only. Yeah, he's oh, an is angel. Is he an angel too? I, I don't. Yes, I know. <laughs> vaguely who's still on the sharks it's been like roughly 10 years since i legitimately watched like a whole season 
uh, I'll tune in for the playoffs these days and whatnot and try and get you excited be, about You won't be tuning <laughs> Good in news, anytime soon, then. <laughs> Good news. You don't have to pay attention for a while. That's, that's why I became a lapsed fan. As big, I think it was about 10 years ago. They made the playoffs, got to the conference finals, and got swept by Chicago. Is that roughly? Ago, that would have been 2010. Yeah, that would yeah. have been. Yeah, that would have been right around the time. I mean, they yeah. make the playoffs every year. Basically, they've only yeah. missed the playoffs uh, seven times in 29 years uh, or 28 years. So, I mean, like they're the reverse A's. Um, so it's it's good. They just don't win the cup ever. The, the A's <laughs> make the playoffs a fair amount. I think it's been roughly half the time. I think it's been like 11 in the last 20 years, something like that they just don't advance. And so being an A's fan as, you know, my diehardness, uh, I, I couldn't do the Sharks as well because it's just the same thing year round. I, I just couldn't do it. So I had to cut one. And unfortunately it was the Sharks, but uh, I still like watching hockey. My, my wife loves watching uh, playoff hockey. And for that, you know, month and a half, two months out of the year, she is the biggest hockey, self-proclaimed biggest hockey <laughs> fan in the world. Uh, and not to throw her into the bus, but she does kind of like the Golden Knights. And by kind of, I'm trying to undersell it. That is her favorite team. And I keep trying to tell her that uh, she should stop that. But uh, it has not worked. So any words of advice for getting her off of that bandwagon? Her oh, patience the, uh... will be uh, tested in about two years when they're absolutely terrible because they have no cap space. So yeah, you can just ride it out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be good now. But yeah, that, that, that bill is coming for them Actually, soon. Random question that I hadn't planned on. Um, so with the Golden Knights, they there was some weird, funky stuff with the draft where they were able to build a really good competitive team out of the gate. Um, have they addressed that with the Seattle Kraken coming in, or is that <laughs> Seattle's going to win in you know in this year? Right, this is their first. So I uh, know they're they're in next the like the twenty twenty two or twenty 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 one twenty two season. Yeah, so after yeah, so. The next off season will be their expansion draft. Um, yeah, they, there there wasn't anything funky that went on. Uh, NHL GMs, much like I'm assuming a lot of baseball GMs, are just stupid. Uh, a lot of Peter principle going on uh, in, in this league. So, for instance, the GM of the Florida Panthers gave that said, "You can't take these guys, but you can take this guy, and we'll give you an even better player to take this other guy." And that happened a bunch. Um, Pittsburgh had two really good goalies and they said you can take this one who's older and we don't like him even though he's a franchise icon and he turned out to be still be good so a lot of teams were because of the rules of the expansion draft not to get too deep into it where you can protect a certain amount of players so there's rules around how many guys you can protect in your roster um and teams would be like oh my god we can't protect them all and they would cut a deal behind closed doors with vegas so they would say take this guy and then we'll trade you a second round pick for a future seventh after the fact. And so that happened a lot. And Vegas was able to leverage um, stupidity into a really good roster. <laughs> yeah. I don't foresee Seattle. I think Seattle, they're going to be very, very analytically driven. So I have a feeling they're going to kind of slowly build up a team that's going to be able to kind of have sustained success. So they're going to, I don't, I don't foresee a repeat of the Vegas uh, Knights coming out of the gate. What does analytically driven mean in hockey? Because I have a good basis for it in baseball, but is it like uh, time Same controlling thing. the puck and time yeah. in the opposing zone, that, that kind of stuff? Yeah. yeah so the same, the same way wins don't matter and like you want to get like your FIP and your ex-FIP and all that <laughs> jazz. Uh, same thing. You want to just keep building on the normal stuff they have. 
um, yeah. and then have the puck, basically. <laughs> like yeah, basically. Goal as opposed to shots kind of thing, because you can have yeah. like 50 shots, but if two of them are on goal, then you're not doing a great job. Opposite. Opposite. Oh, Just you want more shooting. less on goal. You, you want some weird funny business with the tip-ins? So the NHL only counts um, – so if you go to the NHL, like a box score, they only count shots that hit the goalie or hit the back of the net. So if you miss the net or hit the post, for instance, it doesn't count as a shot. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's better to look at how many shots are going towards the net Okay. Um, as a better play driver. So, yeah, it's stuff like that where these, this team took 20 shots and had five penalties and was a plus five. You want to look deeper beyond that and, and realize that, like, getting on base is really good. Getting on base would be the same as having possession of the puck in hockey where you're doing good stuff, right? And, and you don't want to do the bad stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Just think, like, like you, you know, you can't score if you're in your own defensive zone the whole time. So yeah. if you're pushing play and constantly in the other team's zone, uh, that, that usually nets in good things, so. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, now that we've gotten all the, uh, the hard-hitting analytics and all that <laughs> stuff, when does the season start? Uh, January so, 13th. Yeah, January 13th. Get excited. And training camp uh, <laughs> should start for the Sharks. Uh, I think they haven't hammered out all the details, but right now it looks like December 31st is training camp for the teams that didn't make the playoffs, like the Sharks. And then everybody else will get started on December uh, – January sorry, 6th. January Third or six. six or they haven't third. I don't know third. something like that. I don't know. It's still the NHL is They're, like they'll they'll be making up the rules up till the day it comes out. So yeah, they haven't they haven't hammered everything out. And the big sticking point uh, a couple of weeks ago was that um, back when the pandemic started and they canceled the previous season, the owners and the players came to an agreement on payment and stuff like that. And then a couple of weeks ago, the owners went to the players and said, "Help us, we're poor," like Kristen Wiig and Brad Smith. Um, and the players didn't like that. So they had to get past that, and now they're kind of figuring out the quote-unquote details, heavy air quotes here. So, yeah, January. Basically just like baseball season right here with uh, the owners, like, hey, we're not going to pay any free agents right now, and uh, they were changing rules hours before the season started, which was nuts. They, they expanded the playoff pool, and then right after the trade deadline, they're like, and this is what we're doing for uh, you know, the playoffs and all that stuff. So it's – They've done a really piss poor job. Like, still, they still don't know if there's going to be a DH in the National League yet. And uh, we are approaching halfway into the offseason where teams could potentially go after some of these guys. It, it's really weird. So it's nice to have a common brethren with my NHL fellows. Oh, yeah. I'm, per- I'm particularly annoyed because I don't know if you're familiar with Rock At- Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro of the Toronto Blue Jays. But every single day of my life, Ross Atkins comes out and says a new shiny new player that they're after. Um, and that they're having good talks, and then they just don't sign anybody for some reason. I'm, I'm confident if you look at the 15 top free agents in baseball, they've all been on come out of Ross Atkins' mouth for some reason. I have I, definitely I, tweeted a, a, for, about that from the Locked On A's account. I'm like, hey, look, the Blue Jays want this guy with a pulse. Weird. And uh, <laughs> it's every day there's somebody new. Um, have, they've done a couple of like minor signings, but nothing major. They're going to get uh, somebody. I don't know who. Yeah, well, neither does Ross Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys see this season shaking out for the Sharks? Uh, it sounded like you guys were not very optimistic, but what are you looking for to keep you optimistic for the season or to look, build for next for future seasons? G- gin? Bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably going to be a pretty long season. Um, I think the, the biggest issue with the Sharks has been the same thing the past 
this will be the third season now, is their goaltending. Uh, Martin Jones, after they signed to a fat contract, has basically gone in the toilet. Uh, so, and they still have to pay him another five, was it five more years, Kyle? Something like that. But they uh, three, 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 three. Yeah, they still have to pay him for a while. Um, so, and then they, they acquired Devin Dubnik who, from the Wild, who had a really down year last year. And so they're kind of hoping that they have him on a one-year deal where they can kind of see if he can kind of shake out his game and kind of improve. But um, Spoiler, think, he won't. He won't, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the goaltending is, is it's been kind of the Achilles heel for the, the Sharks the past couple of years. So if that can improve to mediocre-ish, um, they might have a chance. But the way the, the division, they've kind of realigned the divisions this year, especially with the Canadian teams, they can't have them crossing over. So that kind of took out some potentially easy points for the Sharks. And then they decided to replace those with like three of the best teams from the Western Conference. Uh, so Colorado, who's between, I'd say between them, Vegas, are probably the two best teams in the West. And then you have uh, Dallas, who made the cup finals last year. They're going to be in the same division. And then it's either going to be the Blues, who won the cup two years ago, or Minnesota, who's kind of a mediocre team as well. So one of the, um, so yeah, there's going to be, it's going to be a tough sledding for the Sharks this year with the competition. So you get like 25 points, 30 points this year and just call it good. Yeah, it's just uh, we've already, yeah. That math work? 50. Yeah, no, they'd probably get more. Like, no, because there's only, <laughs> they're, they're doing like a, a smaller schedule. I think it's 56 games. Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they could, they could range anywhere from like 20 points to like 45. 40. Okay. I don't know, unless, unless, unless a miracle happens and, everybody's healthy and the goaltending is mediocre like jd said and they they somehow sneak into the playoffs but i uh highly doubt that's gonna happen <laughs> especially because i think the nhl is planning jd right they're doing uh you only play within your division to cut down on travel yeah so um, that's that's so kind of that means right that's now. like eight games about i guess the bet against the best team in the west eight games against the second best team in the west eight games against the team that went to the cup final eight games against so it's a uh, yeah, it's stacked deck. It sucks. <laughs> so for goalies, is there some sort of analytics thing like uh, for pitchers? It's like spin rate and stuff like that. And is there anything like that that the Sharks could be looking at analytically to get better goalies? Uh, I know that they paid Martin Jones, but uh, they could for a backup or something. I don't. So, know. so I think JD and I would both be lying if we understood what the Sharks are doing with goaltenders. Um, they just refuse to have anybody good. Um, so I guess there, there is some analytics with like where it ties into shots. Um, so where shots are coming from, if they're dangerous, like in closer or from far away and team defense. So goalies are much more influenced by, um, the team in front of them than just like a straight, like spin rate and, and velocity and stuff like that. Um, so it's tough to just single them out, but by every like analytical metric, Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik are really bad. Like, yeah. like bottom of bottom five of the league starters are bad. Like if every team has a starter and a backup. So if you go by 62 goalies, they're going to be in the 50 to 62 range, both of them. So yeah. not ideal. That's, yeah. That's yeah. By like every metric, except for penalty kill, save percentage, which Martin Jones is really good at, but that is heavily, heavily, <laughs> team influenced yeah so, so which, which shots are better analytically or i guess strategically is it the far away ones or the short range ones because like in basketball you want the short ones because that's high percentage 
But from further away, sure, you're losing velocity, but there's a better chance for a tip, which is also good. So how does that work out? Uh, you want what they call the high danger ones. So those are ones up close, right? Um, so, you know, the further out it is, the less likely it's going to go in just because there's so much influences. Like, you know, even if you tip, um, like Joe Pavelski who was on the Sharks, was considered the best tipper in the league. Like still the, the odds of him tipping the goal. And then you never know if the goalie's pad is going to be in the right place just because of its, its positioning or defenders in the right place or the puck just bounces weird because it's, you know, things are you know physics are weird um so yeah you want those high what they call high danger shots which are really close up and then um because it's you're closer the goalie has less room to make a move so yeah that's that's what they want high danger shots those are the hard ones to save and the easier ones to score on so like less reaction time so it's almost like a longer extension for a pitcher gets you closer to the plate something like that yeah they just have less time to react sort of thing um yeah yeah general hockey question for you guys uh i listened to you guys's interview of tristan robbins it was very entertaining so if anybody's listening to this go uh go check out parts one and two very entertaining super fun uh you guys can explain who tristan robbins is because i did not know who he was before that but uh he seems delightful and i thoroughly enjoyed him was he the shark's second round pick sharks had three second round picks or two Uh, two two he was one of them okay (laughs) yeah So yeah, he was the second of their uh, the second round picks from this the, this year's draft. Yeah. So, okay. so my my question is, how do the minor leagues work in hockey? Are they like different levels, like baseball, or is it more like a single league, like basketball, or is it kind of like a practice squad, like the NFL, and then they just practice against other guys? Uh, it's it's sort of like baseball, but not nearly as okay. We can't swear, right? It's yeah. not nearly as it's not nearly as fucked up as baseball. Um, like what's the difference between low A and high A who knows? Um, uh, so basically the way we'll start at the top NHL is the top. And then there's other professional leagues in the world, um, that are considered equal to the NHL just on terms of professional. So we'll stay in North America to start NHL is the top. And then they have a farm team system. So your I guess your triple A, um, teams would be your farm team. They can get called up and the sharks can play around with them as much as they want. That's um, the Barracuda that's their feeder team. The, yeah, they're the called San the San Jose Barracuda. So that would be your triple A team where you can pick up guys and move them back down within the rules of the game. And those guys are all professional signed to contracts. And much like baseball, you can only have 50 contracts in your organization. So some of them play there, some of them play on, on the major, on the major league team, the NHL team. Um, from there, there's a third professional league that filters into the NHL called the ECHL, which is like low professional. I guess it'd be like double A. Um, it's not, nobody gets called up from the ECHL into the NHL. You have to go from the ECHL to the AHL to the NHL. Um, it's just a very low professional league. Most often you'll see goalies come out of there because they need somewhere to play. From there, you get into the minor leagues. So the major minor leagues would be the CHL, which is the Canadian Hockey League, which comprises three regions um the qmjhl which is quebec in the east coast of canada the ohl which is ontario and then the whl which is all the provinces so saskatchewan manitoba alberta bc they are individual leagues governed under one rule system and that's the highest junior league um you can play in 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 the world basically um after there you either get drafted out of there or you go play in europe or you retire um, some kids play in NCAA, which you're familiar with instead. And then from there it filters down into like 
major junior, junior C, junior B, and like lower and lower until you get down to like 10 year olds. So you have to work your way up and then you can get drafted when you're 18 um, out of the NCAA or the CHL or Europe. And then from there, you're like owned by a team and they can send you either back to your junior leagues or you can come play on the professional team and there's different rules, but that's kind of how it works. You have to work your way up and they can't just like option you around like high A and double A and triple A class and all that jazz. And there's even rules too, like when you're junior, you know, you can't just like, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to put you on like the AHL team. You have to play your juniors. You have to make it to the NHL, like your first, like until you're, what is it, until you're 20 or something like that? Um, yeah, so, so, so Tristan Robbins won't be on the Sharks. He'll go to camp and then he'll go back to the CHL for one year. And then next year he'll either be in the AHL or the NHL. And if he's in the AHL, then he can go play in the NHL if like they need him for a game or something. Yep. So it's sort of straightforward. So complicated. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many more levels than I thought there were, but I guess if you think of it as like, uh, you got like the Texas league, the Eastern league and all that stuff for different, it it makes more sense in that realm, but just all at once you're like, wow, that's a lot of things. It's, it's also more age-based, right? Um, so once you graduate out of, like, junior, so, like, eight, like 19-year-olds and under, you can't play in those leagues anymore, and you have to go play pro somewhere. Okay. So there's no, like, like you can't just, like, you can't be, like, like Kenny Powers, like, 30 years old in single A. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a lot. Go, uh, over to Europe and go play in their professional leagues, too. Like, uh, you, you'll see some baseball players go to, like, the MPB and play in Japan or the KBO and play in Korea, something like that. Does that happen fairly often? Is, do people go to play, like, in Russia? Yeah, um, there's yeah, Not like Russia, each, the yeah, other countries. <laughs> yeah, but like there's a lot of you know like uh, the Sharks have prospects who play you know in Europe and stuff like that. And even right now, um, like Marcus Sorensen, who plays for the Sharks, he's done the NHL. He's playing in the Allsvenskan, which is like the Swedish second league. Um, so they're you know they even have their own you know in Europe they have their own levels of of stuff like that too. So kind of the same thing too, where you have like your juniors and then like they try to work their way up to the professionals, and then um, those guys will you know like um, you know sometimes they let their prospects kind of simmer over there, almost like the NBA does too, where they like they'll let their prospects simmer overseas for a couple of years and then they'll bring them over whenever they're ready. So would this yeah. be kind of like the like the Dominican Summer League kind of thing where no. they have their own academies uh, or is there are they their own separate leagues they're their own so, separate okay. they're their own separate leagues but yeah so each country has their own league so like Germany has the DEL Finland has the Liga what the hell is the Sweden one called Swedish Elite League um, yeah. the SEL so they all have their own and then the KHL in Russia um, so they each and like Norway has their own league and like whatever so they all have their top league and then they have systems down um similar to like the nba or or mlb so they all have their own things you can get drafted out of those leagues and in europe there's oftentimes 15 and 16 year olds playing in the top league because it's europe and that's what they do so um yeah they 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 can go play in europe austin matthews who went number one overall and a couple years ago um he's american he's from arizona but he didn't want to go play junior in north america or go to college so he actually was 17 and played for a team in switzerland and then got drafted and came back and now plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So typically you're looking at a couple of years from the time that you're drafted until you're eligible to play in the NHL. And then it goes from there based on uh, merit or skill. Yeah. Okay. So. Sort of, but you, you can play in the NHL right after you get drafted. It's just a yeah. matter of making the team, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so it's so like, you, 
you really it's like you have to be like usually it's like a top three pick type thing where it's like these guys are you know like the best of the best like potential future all-star type guys um you know so like it's not something you see like baseball you know it's like you don't have guys who get drafted that year and then they're making the league very often not Um, not very often not very often yeah (laughs) so it's kind of the same thing where they usually need at least a year or two to develop just because you know they're 18 year old and they're playing against like Brent Burns, he's like a 35-year-old monster. He's just going to come crush these little these teenage kids. So, but yeah, they, so they can make it. So pleasing yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Google, Google, for all listeners, Google Brent Burns and then Google a picture of Jack Hughes. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll see what we mean. Jack <laughs> Hughes did make the league as an 18-year-old last year, but uh, you'll see what we mean. Yeah, they usually they got a they got a you know their frames you know when you were eighteen you know like when I was eighteen I was you know one twenty five and yeah like I was not going to be anywhere close to making a professional league, so. All right, so last one I got for you guys, favorite Sharks players of all time. Go ahead, Kyle. Like 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 all time. All time, I you can go back to ninety two if you want to. Give me Pat Balloon. No. No. Pat Balloon. <laughs> uh, we will, we will, we will not be picking Pat Balloon. Uh, my favorite player of all time is Owen Nolan. Uh, you should be familiar with that if you watch the Sharks in, as a youth. Um, so if you're around my age, I'm 31. Owen Nolan was everything to you because he punched people in the face, he hit people, he scored 40 goals. Um, he was sick. He was on the cover of NHL 2001. Uh, so that was amazing. So yeah, he's my favorite player of all time because. Obviously, being a kid, you you find somebody that's cool and stuff. Um, but uh, JD will say the next best player of all time. <laughs> I'm uh, no, you're gonna hate me because it's Patrick Marlowe. So uh, oh, never mind. I rescind yeah. that. Joe Thornton forever. Joe Thornton, yeah, Joe Thornton's up there. But no, Patrick Marlowe uh, was he was uh, the best player when I uh, started following the Sharks before Thornton got there. But uh, Thornton is number two in my heart, though. Even though he's no longer with the Sharks, RIP. Uh, so, yes. Uh, out for Joe Thornton. Just come back this winter. Is that who? Marlo. Yeah, Marlo's yeah, back so for the third time. <laughs> they're doing. Um, Doug Wilson is doing this thing. So Doug Wilson has laundered lots of different players over the years, but now he's laundering a a, a Sharks icon. Where Marlo's 41, 42 years old. So Marlo went and signed with the Leafs. Got traded around. Doug Wilson just waited till he got cut by the the Hurricanes, signed him for minimum, and then traded him away at the deadline for a second round pick. Used a third that round pick, pick. To dra- a third round pick. Um, used that pick on somebody. Uh, I think Daniel Gushin, right? No, and they then, traded that pick. Yeah, they traded, or was that the? They traded or whatever. Yeah, they traded. They they, they ended up they ended up getting a bunch of picks for him, and then in the offseason, they're like, you can come back. And for league minimum. So, <laughs> for league minimum. And then at the deadline this year, he's just going to send him out to a team that wants him again. And the cycle will continue for perpetuity. Well, that's Until, well, This year, though, I don't know. This year, though, because he's, uh, he's really close to hitting Gordy Howe's all-time games played. So if it's – I think they want him to do that in the Sharks jersey. So if it's after the deadline, I don't know if they'll trade him just because I think they want him to hit that milestone while playing with the Sharks. So Just uh, that – a, a game as physical as hockey, guys play until they're 44? Like, no. regularly, no? No. Is that no like Chris uh, Chelios? Never. That's what I'm thinking of? Yeah. So, yeah, Chris Chelios would have been the last one. Uh, and he retired, what, like six years ago now? Um, yeah, no, it's not too common that you get to guys in their 40s. Like, Gordie Howe played into his 40s, and then Thornton and Marlowe, obviously, and I think Chara's getting close, and then Chelios. But, like, there's not many guys after that. It's, it's here and there. Um, How yeah. old was Joe Sackick when he retired? 
maybe close to that. Uh, 38th. I don't know. We can Google it. Joe, Thor- uh, Joe Sackick had to retire because he uh, was snowblowing his driveway and uh, put his hand in to unclog it and slice his hand open. Oh. Uh, yeah. So he, uh, he retired in 2009. He was, uh, yeah, he was 39 when he retired. So, like, there is guys, but, like, also, we just mentioned Gordie Howe, Chris Chelios, Joe Sackick, Joe Thornton. These guys are, like, Hall of Famers, the best yeah. of their positions. It's just so, like there was always so many. I was like, yeah, maybe it was just a few guys. It's <laughs> always just because it's really good. There's no, like, Bartolo Colones where, like, they're mediocre, but it's funny. <laughs> um, all the guys that play that long are legitimately good. So hockey's too physical, like you said. They they would just they would be either too slow or too shitty. <laughs> because the Sharks always got eliminated early, I, I developed a love for Joe Sackick because th- those uh, Avalanche teams in that rough range were a lot of fun. I hated Peter Forsberg, but what? I why? Joe Sackick. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, he's struck a nerve. <laughs> Peter yeah. Forsberg is incredible. Oh, I no, love Peter he, Forsberg. He, I think he did something to a Sharks player in the playoffs, something like that. And I was like, nope, I'm holding a grudge on you forever. <laughs> For, Forsberg? Oh. I mean, I respect, like I respect the fight or something. I, re, I respect the pettiness. It doesn't sound yes. like Forsberg, but I respect, I respect the pettiness. Oh, that's me uh, with Steven Stamkos, so, you know. Or not Stephen Sam because uh, there was a bunch of guys on the Predators uh, not too long ago where I was like, these guys, I, I don't like them at all. <laughs> oh yeah, you can dislike them. That's fine. That's fine. We will not, and the we Blues will not too. Speak, we we will the not speak Louis, of Papa. Yeah, the St. Louis Blues. You can also throw them in the dumpster too. That whole that yeah. whole team. So Brett, I'll uh, get out of here. I, I did love Brian Marchment though. He was uh, one of my favorite Sharks. I, I think just because he was a, a ruffian. Uh, that's one way to put injuring guys to end their career. <laughs> <laughs> I must not have been paying close attention, but I was like, oh, he's fun. I like him. He was, uh, he was uh, as a kid, uh, he was known like playing hockey. I'm from Canada, um, and I live in Canada. But Brian Marchand was the knee-on-knee guy, where he would like purposely go out his way to knee-on-knee guys and end their careers. So That's so mean. Not I don't like him anymore. <laughs> no. He also yeah. spells his name with a Y, I think. So yeah, he does. Yeah, he's I was looking guys. for him on Hockey Reference. I was like, "Who the? why is he not in here? And then I had to Google him, and I was like, oh, there's a why. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine, then I'll, I'll switch it to Archer Zerbe. He was another – Oh, He was perfect. the first good goaltender that they had. There you yeah, go. exactly. You can't speak ill of, of Archer's. And he's from Latvia. How cool is that? 